Welcome, folks, to Smoke Em If You Got Em. Brand new episode. You know how this goes down. We listen to a record together, side A and side B, before we even get down to put the needle or pressing play. You're going to roll one. You're going to smoke one. You can listen to that side, and you're going to come back and uh, talk to us. We're going to discuss this. Now, in order to get these records, we have to reference the Oracle of Oxford County, Jeremiah Charlton. And yes, today, folks, we're going on a journey together. Name of the band is Far East Family Band. Name the album Parallel World. And yes, we're going on a parallel world, aren't we? Yes, we are. And uh, I, I have to make a note here. We're going into Japanese prog experimental rock. Oh, yeah. As, as promised, right? So I'm pretty stoked about this. Any notes on the album that are that we should know before we go on to the side A of this? This is psychedelic space rock at its finest, I would say. Well, I, uh, let's, just, let's just kick it off because this is, this is too exciting to pass it up, okay? So, you know the rules, folks. Put down your phone, pay attention to the records, get into it, come back, let's t- tell me your feelings. So, smoke them if you got them. And, back, and we're back, and we're back. Gee, we're what... back. We're back listening to the Far East Family Band. Yes, Parallel and, World. Uh, Parallel World. Okay, so... um. Knowing that it's Japanese rock, what year is this record out? 76. All right, this is really cool, considering how Japanese music uh, is uh, very rigid and strict. This is, uh, it, it tastes like the Milky Way. Mm. You know, this is Tangerine Dream. This is, uh, this is Klaus Schultz. This is, um, yeah, this is a very long form uh, buildup. I'm I'm excited because this this side was very sparse, very droney, very synthy, um, super stoner. I mean, would you categorize it as anything other than super stoner? Cosmic space rock, like I said at the first, folks. It's a it's there very, you go, very cool. Now, uh, many people have gone down this sort of journey, this rabbit hole this vein of music. I've heard Hawkwind described as space rock, you know? Uh, yeah. And, and other bands. But uh, to me, this, this one is a good, good, that's a good uh, description. I would say. Yeah. This, this kind of uh, really stands alone. Um, I, I did look uh, up a little bit of, uh, the information on the compression of this album, not general notes, but like actually the mixing of this album, because I found it curious that one of the notes that came out when the record was reissued after years of not being issued at all was that they had done uh, mastering at 15 dB, uh, meaning that they were like blasting the audio sound on the tape so that it would go through at, at the highest quality. And uh, you can tell that they were going they were going exactly for that. But in the beginning of the album, it took me like maybe 30 seconds to, like, I was like, wait, am I playing anything? Is anything playing at all here? Like what is, what was going on? And, uh, you basically get on the cover of this, the cover of this, of this record is a, I don't know what it's a coat is a flying Kodo and we're all wearing robes and we're sitting <laughs> in this gigantic Kodo, 
uh, Japanese guitar string instrument and we're flying through the cosmos playing music, as you're saying. Music with a Z and a K. Do you have a favorite part in this uh, first movement? Well, um, as I say, of all so far we've listened to, this this album has what I would say like the beat dropping. Like when the beat yeah. actually drops on this first uh, second track, I would say, right? Yeah. The, the first really long track. Um, and it, it's pretty cool, right? Like, like it's got it's got the hi hat, and then it, it, it's sort of rudimentary uh, drumming. Did you like it? What What do you think about the drums? It, it, because it's so it's it's seventy six, but again, because it comes from Japan, I get that what they're doing is they're trying to carve out something different away from the tradition. Because their you drums know, are, and, those drums are not like they're not Afro Cuban drums. Percussion. They're not Afro Cuban drums, but they're based they, in they Dakota they drumming. They, play. they don't have uh, the flash and. No, but they do have the power, and that's what Kodo drumming is best at. It was good. It was and cool. It was mixed When you translate well. that, yeah, when you translate, well, it, you know, let me give you a note real quick. It was mixed by Klaus Schultz. Mm. Um, that's what makes this album. Apparently, this band had two albums before, and it was very traditional ballad style music. Uh, Klaus Schultz found something, uh, and he remixed the, uh, the record and, and really pushed for the space music factor. And this, I mean, if. I would present this side to somebody who's wanting to get into modular synth music and does not know that this has existed since before the mid seventies. I would give them this album and be like, here, listen to this. This is all made in the studio. You know, what's interesting is Kitaro plays on this. That's so cool. Uh, Can you give some context as to who Kitaro is for our fine, uh, fine. Kitaro was like a new age. He was a big star, though. He wasn't like like Yanni. Huge star. Yeah, yeah, Yanni was the biggest, right? But like Katara would be like the second. You know, he was pretty high up in the new age star realm. Katara's records could be found anywhere. It was wasn't he? What what instrument did he play? He played uh, keyboard. He's a keyboard. Yeah, player. he played keyboard. There you go. So yeah, Katara was uh, all over. His albums do not sound like this. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. This is a really cool. This is uh, a young a young Kitaro. Yeah, when he was going, it was his his name's Masanori Takahashi. There you go. Now all these guys, these these was like another commune band. We didn't talk about this on on Amandul, folks. We again because I I think of Amandul as like sort of a a more well known band compared to the Far East Family Band, (laughs) like it, right? But Amandul was a commune too, right? Like and and like they were like hardcore communists, uh, actually, right? And they had that. Spider Meinhof gang actually, uh, I think, was involved with them to to some to some degree too. Amandula well, actually, and you can uh, and you can hear the uh, statements in the music, and you can hear the the like kind of the cry for individuality. This is a cool, um, this is a really cool recording that paints a picture of a time and a band with ideals, and um, I, I thought it was really really cool. The fact that Kataro was here. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting this. I definitely wasn't expecting what played as soon as it was playing. I mean, uh, the, the side alone, it's like four or two, but one of the tracks is 20 minutes. Fifth, yeah, 15, um, 15. Yeah, so... so and, and only one bad tune, like the, the last tune was sort of lame, you know, and long. The one with the vocals. Yeah. That's that's the only well, tune. Like, like, th- like That's the only time that is that it's a little too rudimentary for what has been happening. And it was just too long, too. Yeah, how long is that? Well, actually, we just we need to flip the we need to flip the uh, the album over and see what the deal is going on. Okay. Oh, we have it's time, folks. If you know, now, yeah, 
Now, be put your big boy pants on and uh, join the journey. Spark number two up. And uh, again, always put the phone down. Let's listen to the music and come back and join us. We'll talk about it, folks. So please smoke if you got them. <sighs> Far East Family Band, 1976. A commune band that uh, they smoked some good shit. Drop the bomb on us. Boom, 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 boom. Side two was the shit, son. Yeah, yeah. This um... side two, the bass player went off. It also makes so much more sense that the side A was so um, such a slow burn. It was beyond Mm. slow burn, right? Yes, yeah. But now, but now, once once we get to the B side, uh, balls to the wall, right? It was great. It's real boots to asses type of shit. The band sounds massive. Uh, bass player. Um, actually, go ahead, please. Uh, please elaborate on the bass player for. Uh, for well, the bass player here. shows up to me, yeah. right? Like, like we didn't talk about him on side A at all, right? And 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 uh, he had some great repetitive, numerous bass lines. The on, precision uh, of the bass playing on the bass line, the, which is what carries this jam. This is a yeah. long form jam. That starts out, and you, I mean, there's no hiding it. This is a jam. We're going towards a we place. We heard a jam. Amandul play a jam. Their version mm-hmm. of this jam. Okay, this this is a jam that a lot of these, this is Krautrock. This is, it's so funny. It's a Japanese band, but it's a Krautrock jam, really. It's well, that, this that, entire, that cosmic the, space the entire music. aesthetic and the, uh, and the sound of this, the sound profile of this band is uh, Krautrock, 100% Krautrock. So, um, but man, what a, what a journey. Guitars sound good, like when I kick in finally, you know? Sonically, this album sounds so far ahead of 1976. There's one really cool detail that I really enjoyed. I don't know if it's a matter of how this was recorded or not, but there are sections that the drums kind of play with the sides, but they stay kind of there. So there's cuts, random cuts through the drum line that goes into the right side of the channel with the left side. The music stays in the middle. It's... I mean, it really is cosmic music at its finest, and it's jarring, and uh, it it you lose track of time. It's 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 a thirty minute journey, but it didn't seem that long, you know. It did not seem that long, but then you look back at it and you go, "Wow, that was that was thirty minutes of a sonic blast." Went a lot of places too in that jam. Yeah, it it stayed simple in its form and structure, right? But the the ideas that the players brought to that loop was really interesting, you know? I wonder what family dinners were like uh, at the table. Well, we had we, at one point, uh, I think on, on side A2, there was like the drone shows up for a little bit, just and then yeah. like the little chanting with the drone. Yes. You're like, all right. We're gonna go there. Oh, I'm in. I'm oh. in. We we were in. So yeah, the the keyboards sound very melty. You know, on this whole whole side. Yeah, the the most purest form of uh, analog waveforms uh, play through this, and in the mix, uh, Klaus Schulz, who's a renowned electronic uh, composer, and just uh, you know an all around great dude for experimental and avant garde music, he uh, dropped out the guitars and the bass to the lowest volume possible and like compress the shit out of the, all the ambient noises. Uh, basically like 
making them turn space music. And mm. um, what happens when you compress the sound for, for people that don't might understand it, it's, uh, it's the same idea as a stress ball, right? You, you, you squish that stress ball. It doesn't make it any bigger. It just forces the loudness on each side of wherever the, the force is coming down. This is the same idea. It takes away all the air. So when you play a note, it feels like it's melting inside your inner ear. And, uh, and it's a good feeling. It feels very warm. It's a difference between electronic samples and analog recordings, you know? It's really good. You got, like, good repetitive bass lines with... Precise multi- repetitive with, bass lines. With multiple um, keyboards surrounding it. Sort of, like yeah, I said... Yeah, the sequences are fantastic. Melting, melting it. Yeah. And like I said, the guitar is not very prominent, but it shows up once in a while. It's, it's good when it shows up. Yeah, I think I think uh, taking the power away from a band in the studio, as far as like what the sound can be when somebody knows what they're doing, uh, made this band just do an album that stands the test of time. Uh, is there what are the stats on these vinyl pressings or reissues? What's the deal? Original copies are going for around, I'd say, like eighty bucks. Okay, so not not too bad. Not too many available. No, yeah. I read that the original, uh, the first repressing of the whole deal happened in 91. It's it's become the groundbreaking album because, you know, people just people that are hip and people that know that are listening to this, you know, look for shit like that. But um, it seems like it's pretty readily available. Cool album cover. Super cool album cover. I mean, I can't explain it any other fashion than it's a it's a Kodo string like ship that we're all so sitting they're, on they're the, on the arc but they're on the arc they're, they're on their arc yeah but it's their space. arc yeah right yeah. dressed in white you know it's what great. i like the best about all the albums that we've listened to uh thus far um nobody uh nobody reminds me of anything that was mainstream of the time <laughs> no it's very original voices, uh, very original ideas, sometimes misinterpreted ideas, sometimes are experiments that don't really hit the mark. But, you know, this was not the only album they made. They've released a couple of albums. Uh, how long did the family, the Far East family band stay together? I'm not sure. Like, uh, I've listened, I listened to um, the one they did before this. Schultz did that one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pretty good. I wouldn't say it's as good as this one. No, this there's, is the statement. There's one called Far Out. Yeah. Which That's is really actually cool. the one that sh- that pops up quite a bit. Um, which we'll probably get to at some time, to tell you the truth. Yeah. So there's like there's this one and, and uh probably just legal terms why they call it differently, but it's the same guys. Essentially the same band, just different sort of Far East family band, they're called Far Out. Oh, interesting. And they're far out, man. They're far they're out. Super they're super groovy, far out, man. man. Super groovy, man. Well, I'm, I'm stoked about this journey. And uh, I want to say thank you to all the new listeners. Uh, the community keeps growing. Check out the YouTube page. And uh, there's also a Facebook that is now open. So uh, come oh, on over. Quickly before before we go. Yeah. Uh, to tell, tell people... Uh, if you compare this, let's say, to other... There's lots of cool bands in 76 all over the world making really great progressive music, and we're going to get into all of it, right? So, but in a, if you think of it, this is in terms of just Japan, then it makes it a little bit more important, right? Because they're a little bit late to the... 
it's way party. more special. They're a little bit late it's to the way party more with special. Cool bands. Yeah, yeah. You know, they didn't have like really cool original bands till like late '60s, almost like early '70s, really. For a, a long time, band like they didn't really get into cool bands until until then. Yeah. So, and I'm not. I'm talking about like bands that sort of remind you of uh, Sabbath and right, uh, right, Zeppelin. I'm not even talking about weird bands. Just talking about cool Japanese like rock bands. Yeah. They, they were late to that party. So this in '76 being Krautrock, it's really cool because because you're 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 getting all that uh, sort of history really quick, you know. And obviously they're big fans of Schultz to have him there work on the albums to to allow him to you know paint his picture of them. You know, it's the ultimate in uh, in respect, and that's very you know predominant it, in Japanese culture. It's so. also hard for me to believe he doesn't play on the album. Like I know he's not credited, and again, that could well, be like, well, to me played, a contracted thing. Like it just sounds, it just sounds, yeah, it sounds yeah. like him. Like the keyboards sound like him. Like when the keyboards come in on the first track, that, that is outer like space German. <laughs> yeah. Well, for for sure, Klaus uh, sat with the synthesizer and pulled some levers and, and rolled some uh, dials because it sounds like his palette of. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, it, it, sonically, he's, sonically, he's, it sounds like him, right? So, but he's even he's even spoken up to them. You know that they had the album, everything was up. He just showed up and like brought right. everything that was in keyboards down. Yeah. And then they worked off of there. So you know, Schultz is a special cat that we'll talk about his work. Um, and I didn't mean to cut you off. I just. Uh, I uh, want to make sure that people swing by and, and check it out because it feels good. No, I'm just saying, you guys I'm just are saying, into it. I'm just saying that uh, I feel he played on it and he couldn't because of contract things say he played on it, you know? Maybe that's one of the reasons why the record took so long. A, it was never reissued until 91. Like, it's a long time for an album that people talked about during various periods in between 76 and 91. Yeah, but it's never sold, sold no albums, you know, sold no yeah, albums. Yeah, yeah. So it's, so I don't, you know, I, I don't really know. I don't really know the situation that he was contracted and they weren't able to pay him. And do you have any Schultz on vinyl? I do have Schultz on vinyl. I have a, I have have? a weird collection. It's not an original album. It's some weird collection um, made for like a, a broadcast. You know, it's like a not for sale copy of like Schultz music. It's twelve tracks from '93. So I have so. like, um, I have him like with Tangerine Dream, right? So yeah. like, a couple of the early Tangerine Dream albums I have, but the Schultz albums I have, uh, I got one. Oh, it's like called like Babel, and it's yeah. so yeah, yeah. fucking scary. Yeah, I listened to it one time by myself in the wrong situation. I was like, "Jesus, turn this thing off here. Let me <laughs> let me let me go like watch something let else. Let me, let me just get my mind off of this." Yeah, there's certain guys that uh, that are able to create that that sort of uh, that sort of world. Um, Is there one? Does he have one called Dune? Sounds yeah. Schultz does have a Dune. A Dune, like a really yeah. cool cover. Like I think. I'll, no, he has a Dune for sure. He might have been the Lynch uh, music guy for the Dune movie, something like that. We'll figure that out. Yes, it, see, my, my, my brain still works. Dune Klaus Schultz, I have it. I just looked up in my collection here, found it. Incredible yeah. album cover, folks. Take a picture of that because I want to put it on the YouTube channel. Album cover. Um, yes, another. The, there's the Schultz 
with Andreas Grozier called Babel. There you go. And that one, man, that one scared the shit out of me. Oh, I can't wait to make you listen to some Lust Mord. We're going to have a good time. Um, But as I look at the clock, we are desperately out of time. All right, folks. Tomorrow. Smoke if you got them. Take it easy, guys.